Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Today, we're talking about something that is essential for all of us to live, and that is air. My guest is Dr. Kevin Glynn, MD, and his book is Gasping for Air, How Breathing is Killing Us and What We Can Do About It. 36 million Americans live with respiratory impairment. 300,000 of them will die this year. 140,000 from chronic pulmonary diseases and 160,000 from lung cancer. Worldwide, over 6 million people will die this year from respiratory diseases like pneumonia, COPD, and tuberculosis. Only cancer and cardiovascular diseases are responsible for more fatalities that are developed in the world. My guest today to talk about this and give us some hope is Dr. Kevin Glynn. He was a senior physician with Scripps Health in La Jolla, California, where he served as chief of pulmonary medicine and medical director of respiratory care at Scripps Mercy Hospital. In his 30 years of treating respiratory disorders, combined with his personal experience as an asthma sufferer, it uniquely qualifies him to tell this story of breathing. The former editor of the San Diego Physician and widely published and circulated journals, Dr. Glenn was also recognized for his contributions as a bedside teacher, receiving the award for sustained excellence in teaching at Scripps Mercy, and it's his ability as a teacher and to be able to write so compelling. And uh, he also does cartoons, and we'll talk about that as well. Welcome, Dr. Glenn. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's my pleasure to be on the air. Yeah, yeah, happy to have you. Well, it's a big, big problem. So let's first talk about, um, maybe give us some history, some history of, of, of this whole idea of, of air and quality of air, you know, through the ages and where we are. Well, if we want to talk about quality of air, we go back to ancient times. The Romans <laughs> knew 2,000 years ago that when there was dust and soot in the air, there were, the people had more trouble breathing. So this is, even though it's, it's in the news a lot now, uh, this is not anything new. It's, it's something that's plagued mankind ever since we started to live together and started to uh, burn uh, wood uh, or any other kind of uh, fossil fuels to keep ourselves warm or, or heat the food that we're going to eat. Mm. So... What's happening now in terms of where we are, let's say, in the last mm, 10 to 15 years? Because I, I find people, a lot of my friends really suffer. I mean, even it happens for me where all of a sudden I feel like I'm not breathing as well or my nostrils are stuffed and I don't know where it's coming from. And it's coming from somewhere. And I think, as you said, it could be the air, it could be allergies, but I, it, it seems to be very common and I hear it now more than I've heard it before. Well, I think that yeah, your experiences are similar to 
to many different people. We here in California have it in spades because of our, our unique geography with the, the mountains, the deserts, the prevailing winds uh, mm. blowing uh, across the Pacific Ocean. But even in the eastern part of the United States, uh, you have uh, not as bad, but, but uh, similar, similar problems. So the, the air that we breathe is not as clean and dust-free and ozone-free and uh, oxide-free as it was at one time. And that, while difficult to prove, certainly the associations are so strong that it seems likely they're, they're playing a role. Mm. You know, asthma is, uh, I often joke about that during my years in practice, my asthma practice, it, it, that was a growth industry. It, it was much less common when I started out in yeah. 1970 than when I retired a couple of years ago. So, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's out there. It really is. It's out, And now I think one of the bigger ones that's coming up and coming is sleep disorder breathing. That's a big one where people are yes, having problems. That, that definitely. That wasn't even recognized at, right. until the 1960s and 70s. And the exact mechanisms behind it and, and the contributions of, of obesity and, and sedatives wasn't really recognized until the last couple decades, yes. Mm. So we yeah, have that. Was a, they're a, a treatment. Right. So we have that in terms of uh, sleep apnea and sleep disorder breathing. And we also have allergens, right, in the environment where a lot of people are having trouble breathing. So what would you, um, what's your per- first piece of advice, since you have treated this for many, many years, and this is something you're familiar with personally, what would be your first piece of advice, particularly where, as you said to me before the interview, you can't change nature. Nature's going to do what it wants. So you've got to learn how to adapt. Yes, right. <laughs> and, and by that I meant that in a sense we're part of nature. And many of the problems that we have are uh, induced by things that we ourselves do. So the news is constantly full about the arguments about burning fossil fuels. And we in the United States are lucky. Our standard of living is so high that we have much less trouble than they have in developing parts of the world like Asia and Southeast Asia and Africa. But in addition, every year, we introduce hundreds of new chemicals into our environment, uh, chemicals that are used in uh, various occupations, uh, in uh, construction and household uh, uh, activities. And, and many of these are potentially irritating, not so much to the, to the normal healthy lung, but particularly to anybody who has any kind of underlying uh, asthma or COPD. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I meant by saying that we have to be able to adapt yeah. or, and well, we certainly want to go forward with progress, but we have to be able to figure out safe ways to do that. Right. Dr. Glenn, what's your feeling about um, like cleaning chemicals and oils and using more natural substances that don't have the carcinogens and don't have, you know, the chemicals in it. 
What, what, what's your feeling about that in terms of um, helping us with breathing better? Well, the more that we can do that, the better. And, and of course, in the case of, of those kinds of chemicals, the ventilation is the answer. So, for example, we, we use bleach and ammonia and, and different yeah. kinds of chemical cleaners uh, trying to, to keep our houses nice. But they can be irritated, irritating mm-hmm. to the lungs. The, the lining of the lungs is very, very delicate. And the, the prevention there is really pretty simple. It's ventilation. If you're going to have mm-hmm. to do any kind of work with solvents or chemicals, then open the windows, open the doors, maybe buy a fan and, and put it in place to uh, exhaust the air. Yeah. And, but if you think you had and are sensible, uh, you shouldn't have too much trouble. Right. I I, uh, I personally will buy um, cleaning fluids that don't have the preservatives and chemicals, and a lot of them are, are excellent. Uh, they they do a good job, but I notice that if the cleaning fluids are used that have those chemicals, it really bothers me. And I'm sure that when we're not used to it, it, it affects us, as you said. Yeah, the, the food food allergens can be a problem, too. And, uh, of course, I have no more experience than anybody else outside the respiratory tract. Uh, mm-hmm. Food allergies are, are a, a major problem for the people who have them, uh, the, uh, the, which is, a, oh, probably 5 or 10% of the population. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the reactions to foods with, with airway swelling and, and sneezing and, and, and sometimes belly aches and, and cramps, mm-hmm. That, mm. that can be very, very problematic. Uh, and uh, so we all have, once again, that's something that we have to adapt to and be careful about. What was the most common thing that you saw in your practice with pulmonary problems? Was it COPD? Was it um, problems from smoking and breathing? What, what did you see mostly? Yes, asthma, COPD, lung cancer. Uh, and and I bet I spent half my day telling patients, please, please, please stop smoking. Uh, the people used to come and say, well, what can I do to to help myself with my problem? And I said, well, first of all, you got to avoid irritants, and the biggest irritant in your environment is tobacco. So mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. if everybody on the planet stopped smoking. Well, we wouldn't all get better immediately, but in a few years, yeah. our lungs would recover and our longevity would increase and mm. life would be better. Is that the same for marijuana, particularly medical marijuana use for that reason? Would you say it's yeah. as much an irritant? Good, good, good question. Uh, marijuana, of course, is fairly new. Uh, well, I shouldn't say it that way. General use of mar- marijuana and, uh, and the widespread use, like we're having now in the United States, uh, is is relatively recent. Though people have been uh, smoking weed for years, but the, and and indeed the the cannabinols, the chemicals in marijuana, are they have they have legitimate medical uses. They help nausea in people that are receiving cancer chemotherapy. They can uh, help some people with headaches and, and different psychological problems. But, you know, 
in they don't call it weed for nothing. Uh, mm. People who smoke pot get hundreds of other substances, uh, particles of grass and and whatever is used to dilute out the, the, the drugs. So from my perspective, uh, and I, I saw this in practice, what, what we came to call marijuana bronchitis, it exists. Mm. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're talking more to Dr. Kevin Glynn about his new book, Gasping for Air, How Breathing is Killing Us and What You Can Do About It. And we're going to talk more about um, chemicals in terms of uh, what's safe and what's not, and what is it that you can do to help yourself breathe better, and We'll just keep going, and we'll talk more about allergies and common common colds and how all of that affects our breathing. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, and we'll be back with Dr. Kevin Glynn, and again, he is the author of the brand new book, Gasping for Air. The website is kevinglynn.com. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. 
Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Patricia Raskin. We're talking about air and breathing. My guest is Dr. Kevin Glynn, MD, and he is, his book is Gasping for Air, How Breathing is Killing Us and What We Can Do About It. Dr. Kevin Glynn is a senior physician with Scripps Health in La Jolla, California, where he served as chief of pulmonary medicine and medical director of respiratory care at Scripps Mercy Hospital. He's been doing this for over 30 years. And again, his new book is Gasping for Air. Um, welcome back, Dr. Glenn. Okay. Thank you. Um, I know you. Thank you. You said you were doing some research on some other reasons that are are with problems. Why we are having problems breathing effectively? What are some of those? Well, by coincidence, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, a couple of my colleagues at Scripps published a a uh, very good review in the New England Journal of Medicine on aspirin-related uh, respiratory diseases. And uh, I have, when I was in the Air Force, I remember of seeing our base chaplain had a, a terrible asthmatic reaction when he took an aspirin tablet. And this was just at the time this was first coming out. And I said to him, you know, there's been some articles on aspirin causing asthma in people. Maybe that's what's happening to you. Well, Mm. uh, to make a long story short, he avoided aspirin and he didn't have any problems. But every now and then he would get something like aspirin. Somebody would get, he would take an Advil or something and, and he would have the same problem. I got out of the Air Force and and wasn't his doctor anymore, but we kept in touch, and he told me about that. So this is a, 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 an example of uh, a medication-induced mm, problem that's yeah. common uh, well, among asthmatics. Yeah, let me ask you about that in terms of, because I've been facing this recently, you know, where you take over-the-counter things for yes. for breathing, uh, whether it's, you know, and I don't want to list all of them, but there are, you know, there's a lot of things you can take over-the-counter, and my question is, are those problematic? How long can you take them? Do you get addicted to them? You know, does it does it eventually weaken your resistance? Or, you know, do you really need them? So I, I, those are questions I have that I'm sure other people have too. Well, you know, I'm not sure that I have the definitive answers to, to those. It, and um, the best that I can say is that most of the things that we take for, for medicines, uh, for breathing themselves, they can right. have side effects. For example, steroids, uh, they cause trouble over a period of time, no question of it. Uh, they, they leach calcium out of the bones, they aggravate uh, diabetic tendencies, they make uh, cataracts uh, mature faster. Uh, so, so steroids are definitely a double-edged sword. But when somebody is so short of breath, that uh, that they don't know if they're going to last through the night. We don't have much choice. So we try to balance benefit and risk and go ahead and then taper off or stop as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Always Mm -hmm. try to keep the dose to the minimum amount that will work. Uh, I don't think any of these respiratory drugs are addicting in the sense that that the body gets dependent on them, Mm -hmm. except in the case of steroids, you do have to withdraw uh, so that your own adrenal glands can kick back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But uh, anyhow, it can be tricky, yes. Yeah. 
how about caution when using a fireplace or a fire pit or a wood stove or any other device that actually burns wood or coal? Well, anything that has to be burned is going to uh, produce both carbon dioxide, often carbon monoxide, uh, dust, fumes, little particles of carbon, and these can be irritating. Uh, Even out in your, your backyard barbecue, you have to be careful. You want to make sure that you don't ever try and do that in a closed garage. Uh, I had a a patient who died uh, from, uh, the gentleman was a uh, a Vietnamese immigrant, and he moved to the United States, and he was in San Diego. The weather got cold, but he was used to cooking on a walk, and he the doors were closed and windows were closed in his apartment. He cooked his dinner. He got carbon monoxide poisoning. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, common sense, right? I mean, there's a lot of common sense in all of this, too. Well, there is, yes, particularly in avoiding these things, right. And, and you know, to try to, to give some, some sensible advice to, to, to listeners, yes, uh, and ventilation, ventilation, ventilation. Uh, for most people who have healthy lungs, uh, if you keep uh, doors open, windows open, air mm-hmm. circulating, uh, then you'll have much less trouble, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, you don't have and to go to medical school to know that, right? Right, exactly. I was going to say that. What would be, what do you want readers to get from your book, Gasping for Air? What, what are some good takeaways for readers? Yeah, I'd like to, to, to hope that the people who read the, the book will come away with respect for the importance of breathing that, and be able to see the ability to breathe as, as a, a gift from nature, a gift from, uh, from our creator, and, and something that we take for granted, but something that we don't always have. So that's, that's the first takeaway. The second takeaway is, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, the, the fact that we're part of nature, so we have to learn to adapt. And, and right now, the United States, we're at risk of over-medicating ourselves. And uh, I, once again, going back to my own experience, it always seemed like I spent half my time trying to talk people out of medications rather than mm. prescribing them. Mm. But that having been said, respiratory diseases are on the increase. They're becoming more important, unfortunately. And yet... It's a rapidly advancing field with lots of discoveries, and uh, the future is bright if we use good sense. Hmm. All right, tell us why you decided to write the book. Yeah, um, I, I have felt myself to be in a, not necessarily unique, but, but an unusual position of having been both a pulmonary physician uh, and an asthmatic sufferer. So I've had asthma all my life. I've, I've been to the emergency room in the middle of the mm-hmm. night to get a shot of adrenaline. I know what it feels like not to be able to breathe. So, so I've always felt I had a common bond with, with respiratory patients. And as I approached retirement, uh, and I thought, okay, what can you do next if you're, you're not going to be seeing patients and not on the front lines of the intensive care unit anymore, what else can you do? And I thought, I'm going to write a book just talking about 
what's out there, what to be aware of, what to respect, mm. what to risk, what to be afraid what? of, and what can you do about it. And so Dr. the result was, was gasping for air. Dr. Glenn, what um, has helped you the most as an asthma sufferer in terms of lifestyle and coping with this yourself? Um, I would say probably avoiding tobacco. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I was in college, stupid kid that I was, I tried smoking. Well, it, it didn't work. <laughs> it, uh, all I did was cough and wheeze. So, so that was undoubtedly very important. And, and I, I'm certainly glad that I did because uh, otherwise I'd probably have COPD too. But yeah, also as I went on and went into medicine and learned about it, I realized, gee, this is crazy. Stop! I mean, aren't you glad you stopped? This is, you know, this is really injurious. So that was helpful, and uh, and I, I'm really diligent too uh, about being careful. If I, uh, well, I would never, for instance, uh, try to clean the oven. Uh, if I have to do any work at home in the garage that involves use of uh, paint or solvents, or uh, in fact, just a, a month or two ago, we uh, cleaned the the garage floor because some uh, grandchildren were coming to visit, and and we had to use a, a caustic, a phosphate ammonia based substance. Well, I I immediately started to feel choked up. I got mm-hmm. out of there. I told the, mm-hmm. the fellow that I had hired to do it. You finish this. I'm sorry. I just can't help you. Yeah. So avoiding yeah. irritants and then trying to stay yeah. in good health. Generally, yeah. you know, getting enough, drinking enough fluid every day, getting plenty of exercise so my muscles are in decent shape, and and trying to eat healthy foods. I'm lucky on that. My wife is a good cook, and she's a, a nurse and, and very conscious. She knows a lot more about nutrition than I do. <laughs> well, great. All right, how can people get your book? Uh, it's available uh, at Amazon.com, uh, Barnes & Noble. Uh, you can get it directly if you want. Go to the, uh, my website, uh, KevinGlynn.com, and uh, I hope that there that readers would find uh, a lot more information on these same subjects, about infections and dusts and, and the things that are out there and what we can do about them. All right. Dr. Glenn, thank you so much for being on the program. I, I really appreciate it. Um, you've given the listeners a lot, of, a lot to think about. Do you have any closing thoughts, like one thing you might want to leave the listener with? I would say yes. Remember that your ability to breathe is a gift, so treat it very, very respectfully. All right. Thanks so much for being on the program. Really appreciate it. All right. St- Thanks for Stan- having me. Yeah, stand the line just for a minute. And the website is okay. kevinglynn.com, K-E-V-I-N-G-L-Y-N-N.com. All right, uh, folks, that wraps up this interview. We have another interview coming up next right here on the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show on voiceamerica.com. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.